Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Wednesday to you, April 12, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your hump day, Wednesday edition of ARC. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday and their their morning's off to, uh, to a nice start. Nick Roush, how are you? Um, I'm doing well. Had a, had a busy Tuesday. Had a... Took me a second to realize it was, in fact, a hump day. Did the thing where I, mm-hmm. you know, get lost in the sauce in the days of the week. But, uh, no, had a, had, a, had a fun Tuesday. Spent most of the day in Lexington, came back. Uh, my, my mom took the kids, so it was a night of uh, checking boxes off the, the honey-do list. Which meant... Like what? La- well, a couple loads of laundry, uh... Made supper, got uh, food ready for later on this week, and uh, gave the dog a bath. This is the dog. He eh, this time mm-hmm. of year, you know, mm-hmm. shedding hair everywhere. He was he was like actually crying at the end of it. It's like, dude, you know this. Like we have to do this. Come on, Just, we finish here. You, you, you'll get your walk, bud. Don't worry, you'll get your walk. It's how it can go sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So just uh, you just got some errands around the house done. Yeah, yeah, got some errands around the house. So yesterday's was more outdoor errands. Um, although I did, I do need to uh, do need to get some duct tape. So I, the one thing you you just always assume you have around the house is duct tape, and when that's out, you're just like, well, kind of, what do I do here? So I mm-hmm. guess I you know just get a couple things of duct tape. That way, not running out anytime soon. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but all in all, great day, great day. We can talk more about the the Lexington part in a little bit. But first, I want to know what Scoots did yesterday. Yeah, Scoots, what's up? How are you? I'm pretty good. I uh, I'm not as good as Roush because today is my well, I don't have a honey, but it's my honey to do list day. So I've got, I've got to cut some grass today. I've got to clean up the house a little bit. I'm just it's not in great shape. But Tuesday was fine. I uh, had to go to work, then came home, watched the basketball, won a couple bets. So. Life's pretty good. Nice, nice. Yeah. I um, I watched the f- end of the first game 
and like the first half and change of the nightcap, and then learned the Lakers won, even though they looked so bad for the parts that I watched. Yeah, I didn't stay up for that. Yeah. I was actually I was pretty heartbroken because I did a uh, so I did a nine game parlay for the early baseball games, the nine earliest games. I just bet one player to get a hit in every game. Went eight of nine, so I, w- I went to bed pretty mad because that would have been a nice little payout. So I went to bed earlier than I anticipated. I'd woken up in the middle of the night at like two, and just had checked social media, and it had felt like the game had just ended. It ended just about an hour earlier, but yeah, like obviously I'm not staying up till one o'clock to watch the end of an NBA. It didn't end game. till one. Yeah, went to, went to overtime. Oh, oh that's wow. right. Yeah, I forgot. Went went to overtime. And the Lakers did not cover, so my bets yesterday would have hit had I placed them or been in Indiana to do such. But NBA expert TJ, it's playoffs. This is when I turn my attention towards it, and look at me. Look at me, I'm on fire. Not playoffs, play-ins. Play-ins. The play-ins. They're playing off in the play-in, though. It, uh... Oh, I guess so. I owe Roush 20 bucks now. Do you owe Roush Yeah! I still owe you 20 bucks too, TJ. Yeah, you sure that do. That Yeah. Just getting poorer probably, every day. Probably something. It was, it was a dumb bet. The Jalen Hood-Chefino triple-double. Did he end up not getting a triple-double? Heck no. Oh, <laughs> You'd have heard about it if he did. I mean, he was still pretty good, but triple-double suits. <laughs> I mean, just, to like, just to put your hat on a triple-double. <laughs> It's like, yeah, this pitcher UK has got, he will throw a no-hitter this season. I promise you that. It's like, what? well, Willie, <laughs> it's pretty tough to do. By the way, did you all see the University of Indianapolis player on Friday, what he did? No, he did not. He game? hit for the cycle, and he also pitched and threw a no-hitter. Wow. How really, awesome is that? Really impressive. Yeah. I saw where the Florida has a dude who is uh... – They're calling him Otani. Yeah, because he's leading, I don't know if it's the nation or just the SEC in home runs, and he throws 99 or yeah. 95. That's a, I actually just read that story this morning. His coach said he's the closest thing that we'll see to Otani. Yeah, well, until he meets the Wildcats and the Batcats, shut him out, baby! Scoots, would you rather, in the same game, throw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle or hit a hole-in-one? A hole-in-one. No question. Man. I, the easiest uh, question you've ever asked me. I don't think it. I don't think it's as easy as it, as as you made it out to be. What's that? Baseball. The well, baseball no, the, portion. The question. The question. Oh no, it, it is easy. You made no, it out it's to easy. Be. I, I, I would say doing what you do in doing that in baseball is incredibly more rare than a hole in one in golf. Oh, I agree with that. But the thing with the baseball side of it is, if you go out and you have a game like that expectations are going to be through the roof, not only for people on the outside, but for yourself. And if you don't any, come anywhere close to that, you're going to probably be pretty pretty disappointed. Whereas a hole-in-one in golf is always a surprise. Like you never expect to hit a hole-in-one, you know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know why the expectations afterwards would change the hypothetical and the intermediate. I mean, just imagine if he, in their next game, which has already probably happened, but what if he goes like one for four, and his next time he's on the mound, he only lasts 3.2 innings, you know? And so be it. At one point in your career, you threw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle in the exact same game. Yeah. And you should frame that ball and have that bad boy with you the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to act like this isn't a big deal because they're they're both super awesome. Scoots, but me, preferably, I'd rather have the hole-in-one. My, my, you bring up a good point about expectation because I, I think it's the opposite where I think nobody – 
expects to throw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle in the same game. Yeah. Whereas most people, if you golf long enough, you just expect that, all right, one of these days I'm going to get a hole-in-one. Uh, my brother-in-law, college golfer, plays twice a week as an adult, never hit a hole-in-one. Like, one of these days he expects it to go in, and when he gets close, he's kind of ticked off that it doesn't. So I would actually say that maybe um, – getting the, I don't want to say the monkey off your back, but finally achieving the hole-in-one. I think I'm with you, Scoots. Yeah. I think I would probably go the baseball thing. But really? there, there's a, a few, not that I disagree. You with just don't want to pick up the tab for your hole-in-one. No. <laughs> I, I, not that I disagree with your all's choice. I, I, I more so kind of disagree with the logic behind your all's opinion more than anything else. I, I think I the, the issue with the baseball is you're probably doing that in kind of peak athletic career where once it's, you know, maybe over at 18, maybe over at 17, maybe over at 21, 22, whenever you did it, it's you're just living a lot of life afterwards where you're like, yeah, but one time I did throw it's a perfect true. hitter you, and a no-hitter. You, you have the ultimate no trump card when it comes to glory days. Hit for discussions. the cycle and a no-hitter, yeah. I should say. So, like, you know, there's a there's a time stamp on that that a little different one. Hole-in-one you really could do, theoretically, from when you're a kid to very, very old, potentially. Either one of those. The reason that I think people should go hole-in-one is just a little bit more relatable for, like, the average sports person. There, that's yeah, true. a lot of people play golf, not like a bunch of 30, 35, 40 year olds play baseball. And another issue is like when you when somebody says they have a hole in one, somebody may ask where or what the hole's like, but nobody's really going to care. They're not going to question and judge you like, no, you didn't hit for a cycle and throw for the no hitter in the same game. But like for a hole in one, when you hear that about when I hear that in baseball and you saying that a kid did that, I'm just going to assume that they must have played probably one of the worst teams that you potentially could play on the schedule. I yeah. think most people are going to assume that. Oh, yeah. Like, not only did you throw no-hitter, which is impressive in its own right, but you were batting against these chumps and hitting the ball wherever you wanted. Yeah. Like, it must have been a really, really bad team. Nobody ever is going to be like, oh, it was only a 122-yard par three. Easy par three. I could hit a hole-in-one on that. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. But against a really, really bad baseball team, people may not give you the, the, the credit and the love and the props you deserve. And maybe rightfully so. Yeah. Because I, I remember when I was in high school, I didn't play baseball, obviously. But I remember when St. X would play some teams, and it'd be like 31 to nothing. Yeah. And Guys like, would hit for the cycle, I'm oh, sure, all the time. Oh, my I, gosh. I've hit for the cycle in a game. You've hit for the cycle yeah, in a game? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It was so, uh, at St. Helen. So, do you have a hole in one? No. Do not have a hole in one? With, the compar- or with what you're saying, TJ, the comparison would be like a golf hole that just everything on the green funnels down to the hole and goes in. Yeah, but there's right. nothing like that. I mean, that's right. not like a real. But that, that would be that would be Ooh. the equal comparison. Wacky Wednesday business idea. Yes. We start a golf course. Yes. One of the holes is like your automatic hole in one par three. Where you just have to hit the it, green. It's like a slanted green, yeah. and everything funnels in like Happy Gilmore style into the <laughs> pin. And that way, you can have people that have played oh, golf man. their whole life be like, "Hey, you play this all, you're probably going to get a hole in one. You can you can flare, frame it. Oh, we can have a framing company on site that will put the ball in the little thing. Yep. And then it can be like, Gigi's finally hit her hole in one. Hey. She's played golf since she was just a wee little 16 year old. Now she's 93 and she hit a hole in one. And think about all of the money you'll make too uh, at the bar afterwards. That's true. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. That's like, great. That's the 19th a... hole would be really. You really don't need popular. to advertise this, but like. You know, just be a known thing, right? Like, this we can is call it the bucket list back nine. 
Imagine playing a foursome though, and you're the only one that doesn't hit the crowd. Oh, yeah, 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 you, you got to pay yeah. to play. You're probably gonna get some like 95 year old that's been playing golf since he could walk, and he'll get up there excited to get his first hole in one. He may just shank it. And say sorry, <laughs> better luck next time, Graham. Doesn't get it to the green. You yeah. pay up again, you can hit another one. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, back back in line. Can't hit his driver straight. <laughs> Ooh, that's the best part too. We make it like a 225 yard. Part no, three. That, Make him really earn it. If you can get it there, it's going in. You're losing me there. Yeah, I'm out. If you can get it there, it's going in. Senior tees. We'll bump you up to 215. <laughs> <laughs> well, text on into the Thornton's text line and get your day started with Thornton's. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. But to become a Refresher Rewards member, all you have to do is download the app. Wherever you get your app, just search for Thornton's. And Refresher Rewards member, and boom, the savings will start right after you sign up. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks, and you'll get special deals on breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, and all the goodies inside the store. Thornton's got it going on. There's locations all throughout Louisville. The app will also tell you gas prices in the area, and you will save each and every time you go to the pump Ooh. with your app and when you punch in your number at the at the, at the the little station. You know what I like about my neighborhood, Thornton's, TJ? What's that? Is this time of year, they will have the daily racing forums out. So... Whenever you start getting that itch, mm. just stroll on over there. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the stuff. Because sometimes it's smart. Feels good smart to move stuff. for a gas just, station this time of the year. Oh yeah. Just to feel that feel that paper in your hands. Okay. Oh. And you can smack it. Get on up the road. I was actually thinking about this this weekend. Roush, is your address Louisville? Or yeah. is that a different city? No, I'm Louisville, yeah. Because TJ, yours would be Linden, right? No, it's Louisville. Is it really? Yeah, all of these small cities. They all Louisville go by Louisville? Still Louisville. Really? Yeah. yeah. So Even if someone's though, from like, Douglas Hills, it's going to be Louisville on their address? You probably don't, yeah. You probably don't. Do you get city services like uh, trash and stuff, or do you all have a different one? We get city services. Oh, you still doing Lenny Town? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that, that was a, a perk of getting out of the PRP. Because my parents, they don't get city services. Well, they would get, like, PRP services, though. I'm going to pay for waste management or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Funny how that stuff works, Scoots. Um, also, funny thing, uh, spent it yesterday. It was uh, it was a fun day at work yesterday. Uh, they had the Slarm and Strong golf scramble out at uh, Keen Run, which I I don't know the – obviously, the, the purpose of being there is – the, to, to kind of salute John Sharman, right? This is a golf scramble in his memory. Um, the money, all the proceeds go for his kid's college fund because, you know, his youngest is a six-year-old. His oldest is getting ready to go to college. Uh, he, he could potentially play college football. He's an offensive lineman from Lexcath. But uh, there's, uh, you know, it, they're there to support him. But the, the, the secondary, and maybe what's become the biggest part of it, is it's a... Uh, it's a good old. It's like a, that era reunion, for lack of a better term. Like just, Snoop's era. Yeah, yeah. Snoop's and, era in the Schlarman era. Yeah, and now, now obviously there's also older guys. You know, like uh, Andy Murray who played with Freddie in the late '80s. Like there, there's some of those guys too. There's a lot of other UK football alumni. A lot of uh, just kind of business guys around town who you know maybe they're considered boosters. I don't know. Just big UK football fans, but. Um, but the fun part of it was, it was just the most beautiful day ever. And you had all of these guys from the first successful run of the Stoops era, right? The first glory days of it, sitting around, telling stories, busting each other's chops. It was it was awesome. 
it was a lot of fun um, catching up with some of those guys. Uh, Landon Young was there. Uh, he is not a golfer. He is a fisherman. And when I say that, I mean, he like used to uh, get in trouble in high school for fishing the ponds out there and the creeks and all the waterways. And then when he got to UK, they're like, okay, you can, all right, we'll let you come back wow, and fish out Wow, the old Mike so, Jones treatment. So back that, then, they didn't want him. Yep. Now hot, you can fish on this little creek right here. <laughs> and Wayne and Young, he's just a character. He's the same old character. Like, he said he drove 45 minutes to a Cracker Barrel because they didn't have any good country cooking nearby in Louisiana. It's like, you know, Cajun food's great, but you kind of get tired of it after a while when you're when you're living in New Orleans. But uh, he was telling stories like NFL stuff that was eye-opening. Uh, but then Benny Snell, he showed up. He's not a golfer either. He's hanging out with Vince. Uh, and I, it, it was just it was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, there, there aren't too many people that can that bust v- Benny Snell's chops with Vince Merrow. He's one of the few. And so, the, you know, Vince is telling Leanne about uh, what John was doing during the Florida game. Like, and then, he, you know, Benny and Vince, they're talking about that one time at practice where – Benny got so mad because he got tackled, and Vince said, jumped him and said, Benny, you're going to get tackled. You're a running back. It happens. And then what happens? Eddie Granger comes up, and he jumps him and says, Benny, you're a running back. You're going to get tackled. And then what happens? Mark Soups gets it on the phone, and they all just took turns ripping him for being so mad that he got tackled. And he was just like, it was, it was bad. It was bad. But that's the most hilarious reason to get in trouble. Gets mad because he got tackled. <laughs> All right, Roush, time to put some people on blast. Worst swing you saw yesterday. The the most embarrassing thing was, like, Luke Fortner got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that golf is not going to be his first love, right? He's a football player. He's a nerd. A lot of golf in Jacksonville. I mean, it is the golf. It's the golfingest place in the world. It's the home of the PGA Tour. He can get fitted for golf clubs whenever, probably for free. And I, I I texted him beforehand. I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I got an idea for you know, it, you know, you up for this video? I can I can ask you questions while you're putting, see how you perform under pressure." He's like, "All right." So I I re- you know see him at the clubhouse before. I'm like, "All right, let's go to the putting green." And uh, we get to the putting green, and I'm like, uh, "So uh, grab your putter and some a few balls, and you know we'll go, we'll go, we'll get this done." He's like, "I I yeah I don't didn't bring any clubs." <laughs> Whoa! And I thought he was like there was a point where I was like, <laughs> "You got me," you know, like that was that was funny. He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm serious. I, I don't have any clubs." I'm like, "Wait, what? You? Yeah, you know, I'll probably get some when I get back, but I just that's funny. <laughs> you went to a golf game with that? I was like, come on, Luke, come on, man." On uh, the so, heels of you talking about why do you need to bring your own clubs? That's to what golf. I was going to say. Do, <laughs> yeah, you, know, right? do you feel at home, Ralph? Yeah. And then when he, you just didn't go give him a big hug. You're like, <laughs> <"I'm in." laughs> Who needs them? Oh, and I, if I would have drove, I would have had him, but I, I ended up riding with uh, Steven up there. So we ended up just talking, and that was fun. But, uh, yeah, naturally, his golf swing, uh, n- not the greatest. Well, it, I, it didn't look bad, Justin. We'll just say that. Um, but the, the funny thing was, though, is going into this, uh, Stoops, the the relatable fun thing for him to kind of lighten him up before he starts talking is to, like, mention his shoulder, right? And then he kind of is Mark Stoops and not Coach Stoops when he's behind the podium. Uh, so he had off-season rotator cuff surgery. He's still rehabilitating that. And uh, he said he went to the doctor last week and uh, said, yeah, Doc, I'm doing good. I'm already playing golf. And 
Doc Johnson just put his head down. He's Mark, you're four months out of surgery. You're not supposed to be doing this till six months out. He said, well, doesn't that look good on you, right? I'm, I'm only four months out, and I'm already playing. <laughs> so he... he, he yeah, he, sure. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to golf yesterday. And then the group that... So uh, the way this scramble works is, you know, it's mostly foursomes with a uh, football coach sprinkled in as your fifth. Or, you know, you know, something like that. How do they group them? It just... You're... You you add your own group, okay, and then the the football coach enters. Except for the the one fun group, it was like Stenberg, who's now with the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, and you you hardly recognize him because he's like clean cut now. He's like NFL Stenberg. He's oh, not okay. Bama Bang Stenberg. Yeah. So it was Stenberg, Fortner, uh, Davis Mattingly. Uh, they had another fourth uh, a friend, and then their their one coach was Drake Jackson, and then CJ was just like. Uh, all right, I'm going with these guys. I'm going with my boys. I'm going to ride with them. So that was the the sixum. And when they showed up after when they got to the turn, uh, Mark Stoops was out there, and they started chirping him. So Mark, was, you know, he had to show him that he still he still got the driver, right? He can still hit it. So he goes to the clubhouse, grabs the driver, goes out in the range. He's kind of showing him a thing or two. And Scoots, he did the thing. I don't know if you've ever seen these some of these swings where. He went back so slow. I thought he was just doing the thing where you kind of are just making sure. Like for me, I got to make sure I pull back. So I'll often do like a half practice swing, but I don't follow through, right? I thought he was doing that. He's like pauses at the top of his golf swing and then comes through and it just goes straight down the fairway. Wait, what? 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 The video I saw of his swing, it was one of the ugliest golf swings I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I mean, he's seen some ugly golf swings. He know bad golf. He brought the driver all the way back, and it was damn near parallel with his shoulders. (laughs) His club head was facing the ground. His club head was so far. You can't. You cannot bring the club any further back than Mark Stoops brings it back. So that shot you all filmed really was a good shot. Oh, it was a great shot. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is a horrible golf swing. Well, and he just came in cold too, because like I mean, you know, normally it it takes a, a few. He had a couple in the driving range that uh, he at least got warmed up, but you no, know, it was it was a it was a great shot. It wasn't huh. the farthest, you know. He wasn't swinging very hard, um, and you know he was making he was like ah, oh, you know, wasn't so damn old. I'd hit it farther, you know that sort of uh, kind of Mark Stoops self deprecating humor. But uh, <laughs> the, the the best part of it though, the swaggiest part is afterwards he's like, well, got me a new driver, and like. Wouldn't that be a nice place to be in life? Just go into a clubhouse and buy a driver but if you want. pick up a driver. Yeah. You're like, I hit this pretty well. You yeah. know what? I'll take it. Davis Mattingly had a good swing, I thought. It'd be fun to oh, be yeah. rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 could, he could hit it. He could smack it. Stoops uh, has played golf scoots at courses that would make us very, very jealous. Oh, I'm sure. He's yeah, and I'm sure, a... I'm sure he plays pretty good, too. But his swing, daily. swing ugly. Played Augusta, too. Has he really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. He like randomly dropped that in. Was it like last year or something like that. Oh he yeah, like randomly dropped in that he had recently played Augusta. He said, I don't know if I can say this, but <laughs> like what? what? Yeah, but that's amazing. So you, you gotta you gotta have a halfway decent swing or at least be a semi decent golfer yeah. if you're going to be playing courses courses like that. Did we ever hear that you, who you said had the worst swing? Uh, it's probably Fortner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, he's <laughs> I, was, I think the, was the worst. I think the guy with no clubs probably qualifies. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> 
it, it was just a it was it was a beautiful day yesterday though it was a lot of fun at one point i uh we, we we got a golf cart and we're riding around i'm on the back just holding on for dear life you know the big guy to have on the back but yeah just grab it it was fun though i felt like a kid like on the back like no 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 you know the bumper scraping yeah no it was it was not scraping but uh, it was a lot of fun. That that is a very nice golf course. Keen run. It's, yes. Uh, not where they play the Barbasol. It's next door to where they do at Champions Trace. Um, but they're, they're, those guys are a good hang on the golf course. I think actually the one who might be the least fun hang would be um, the Northeast guys. Just oh wow! Be, just because Cohen and Woodward are so competitive, like the we we watched Cohen at a par three and. He he did not get on, and he was just like, you know, cussing himself out. Like, come on, what are you doing? Mark Stoops, though, definitely a good hang on the golf course, right? He's got the cigar out. He's hey, that he he was living the good life. It was a it was a lot of fun. Uh, for them, it was sort of a uh, symbolic end of spring practice. It's not the the very end. I think t- yesterday though was their last like. Hard day where today it'll be kind of light walkthrough sort of stuff, maybe some seven on seven. Um, but they're winding down. They'll host some uh, recruits this weekend before they get back on the road, have a few weeks off in May, and then June is just madness. Um, but the the one thing that we did not know that changed uh, last week, we kind of was a quick shuffle. The transfer portal window, the second one, was supposed to be May first to the fifteenth. I think all the coaches were like, hey, uh, what are we doing here? This is like our one time off. Let's let's scoot it up. Let's not do May. And let's just get this over with. So the transfer portal, I don't know if it's open now or the, the, the dates we got were April 15th. But they already hosted one transfer portal player, Jackson State linebacker, uh, J.D. Davis. At FCS, they get a little bit more wiggle room uh, to get on the radars. They get like a week in advance of the other people. So, uh could have a linebacker coming to Kentucky very soon. Uh, could have even more. So it's kind of a – yesterday was a lot of fun. They're going to get back to work for a few more weeks before exhaling. And then it's uh, – the month of June is uh, uh, the biggest month of recruiting of the year. Exciting stuff. Saw the potential transfer news. Did want to talk about that. Uh, just finishing watching the, the video of the golf scramble. Would it have killed you to tuck your shirt in, Roush? Oh, you watched it without volume? You got to watch it with volume. Roush is oh, out there like a sideline reporter. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I, I don't need Roush whispering. No, it's great. That yeah. Weekly, yeah. No, it's but great. you didn't have to. You didn't want to tuck your shirt in. Not out on big, the links. Not a big shirt tucked in guy. You're not. What's up with that? I don't. I don't like it because I think it um, it messes up my swing. I wasn't swinging yesterday, but I still. Yeah, not you a big, weren't swinging yesterday. Still not a big tucked in shirt guy. It doesn't mess up your swing. You can always feed it out a little bit. That well, way, it's not. And I'm also like I'm I'm fat right now, and I'm trying to get less fat. And I feel like the untucked shirt makes me you know. No, I disagree. I really, think the other way around shirt can sometimes hide a little bubble gut because then you can kind of do the old like it, it oh, laughs out a little bit, little... and it's the perfect little pooch. Yeah, pooch. it's the shirt. It's, it's not exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the shirt. It's, it's too much it's, excess it's fabric. Not my belly. The yeah. fabric, yeah, it's not. There's nothing in there. Trust me. So you can come up and feel it if you want. I may even laugh and giggle like the Pilbergers doughboy. Could this guy be an impact player for UK if he comes in this year, or is this more? 
Or would they have like a Zion Childress outlook and be like, we know he can help down the road. And then it ended up being a pleasant surprise that down the road ended up just being about like five games into the season. But what, what would be the expectations for UK if they bring this fella in from, where was it again? Jackson State. Jackson State. Where was he before Jackson State? Uh, was Ju- it P or something? There was a JUCO and then it was something along those lines, like an Austin P or something. Okay, okay. yeah. I, I, that that sounds that yeah, sounds about I, right. Uh, if you give me a second, but I, for me, it's he'd be the swing linebacker. Like he would be. Um, it's not to say that Martez thrower in Middle Tennessee. So we were close enough. Yeah, um, same thing. But I, I, for me, I would think that it would be like a he's not going to be a starter at by any means. Uh, but he would probably do special teams and then play. 15, 20 snaps a, a game until somebody gets hurt and then be the kind of next guy up if he can figure out the defense. Um, and probably if the leading tackler has, uh, I think last year's had 68, 70 tackles because if they had so many injuries. Typically, leading tackler is about 80. I could see him having 40 tackles next year. No, that wouldn't be too shabby. You know, I wonder like, why he didn't want to follow there. Deion Sanders out to Colorado. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I mean, last year he had... 58 tackles on 31 snaps per game. Maybe he's not a drug guy. Uh, maybe he's not, so that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Sign him up. Sign him up. Man, uh, it's random, but I, the you know the picture of that guy is with Mike Stoops. And Mike Stoops, big golf guy. I mean, that guy, he he lived in Boca for a year. He's got the, he's got the golf in him, you know. I, I can go out there and swing it. Brad White. You just—I was kind of looking at all the coaches' clubs. It's like Brad White. This is like the one time a year he plays. You know, he's—he's yeah. he's busy doing dad stuff. Last question I have, Roush. Oh, any broken clubs? Bl- clubs in the water? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know. Not that I know of or heard of. Uh, there's some guys who really good, really good. The like the, they had one what team in the this one. That I don't know. We left Ooh. beforehand. Um, Needed to get out of there, but they had uh, the one team had won the previous two, and mm-hmm. they, they were trying to repeat, win all three. So. I just wonder what it'd be, what the score would be, how competitive it gets. That's that. How many teams were there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Shotgun a lot of, start, a lot of goal. Yeah, it was shotgun start. Every hole filled. Sure. I think so. Yeah. So at least eighteen. Yeah, if it was not, a good crowd. If not, if not more than that, then you're probably looking. I would guess, at minimum, fifteen under. Hard course, though, right? Pretty tough course. Yeah, it is not the one that they play the Barbasol on, but it's the one next to it. And the houses out there are uh, not small. No, I saw in the video. It looks yeah. like a nice setup out there. Vince Merrill, he has one of them. Oh, did he like point to his house? Was he like, let me run in and get you a drink, coach? <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, he he was said that he was going to get on one of the other coaches who ran into his house and grabbed a beer. Oh. <laughs> And then there was other people that were requesting him turn on the music for them while they were out on the, the course. That's so pretty that funny. Is funny. Yeah. I like that. That's good. And, was, and that's what, like, I think if there is any sort of moral to the story, like, the reason why I, I enjoyed it so much wasn't just, like, oh, man, I'm hanging out with Mark Stoops. Look how cool I am. But, like, part of the, the whole thing that, that Stoops got all pissy with Shane Beamer about when he talked about culture, like, it takes some time to build that and – there's evidence in that where, like a lot of those guys that were coming back, you know, it was in his, they were in his third recruiting class or so, 
And now everybody just kind of wants to come back. Like, you feel like this offseason, there's been more NFL guys hanging out with in Lexington than ever before. They just want to be back. I mean, Luke was like, yeah, oh, I, I'd much rather just live here. <laughs> like, just going to Keeneland, like the whole Lexington experience. Like, people want to be around this program. I, I think that's the, the greatest indictment you can have for, like, how it can speak for what Stoops' bill, what Schlarman was a part of, is that these guys, they just like hanging out with each other, whether it's on the field, whether it's off the field. Um, and, and so I, I think that has some lasting power, even though the Big Blue Wall did have some setbacks last year. It was far below their standards. They're, they, they know they have to live up to one. They're confident they can do it. And there's guys around them. I mean, Drake is their GA, you know, assistant coach, right? He's there in their meeting room every day. Uh Landon and Luke are working out at UK yeah. all this spring. Like so, they know what the expectation is. They know they didn't meet it, and uh, it's it's their turn to get it fixed. Their job to get it fixed. Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We can get into the text line. Big basketball news yesterday that we got to turn bum, the page. Bum, to. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. One more thing. Do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Was that accidental or were you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't even understand the reference. You don't understand what you said? I don't know what that is. Get out. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. All that golf talk about the U.K. football scramble yesterday really made me want the Big X Sports Radio golf card. I know. I need it right now because they can get you at some of the best courses in the area. For under $25 a round. Less than $25 a round. Yeah. You got Old Capital. Mm -hmm. You can go see Big Bill on the Hill. Wooded View. Elk Run. Valley View, Christmas Lake, Park Mammoth. Yeah. 812-725-1457 is the number today, or you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com. Great for gift giving. Supply is limited. We're happy to add Park Mammoth to the card this year. It's a hidden gem, Park City, Kentucky, one of the top courses in the state. And all you need to do is quick Google to see why. It looks absolutely beautiful. Scoots looks like we could tear up that course, buddy. Let's try it. Um, also, Scoots, I, um, man, Drew Franklin almost wanted to fight you when I told him that you thought you could get plus three on the par three course. (laughs) Who did, what, really? What? Did he go over to the par three course? Uh, I mean, he was there, uh, Tuesday. Okay. He also got to see Flaner skip one across the water. I forget what hole that is where they do that. Mm -hmm. But he was just like. And he didn't have his phone. He's like, if if Fleener skips this across and makes it, I'm gonna, I might just jump in the water. Didn't make it though. No, but he did skip it across. Did you tell Drew that it's not that serious? No need for fighting. 
That's true. Uh, I'm not a fighter. That's I mean, true. it's we just, it's just words. Scoots about this, but we yeah. don't need to fight. It's just words. Yeah, it's, just, it's just an opinion. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very dumb opinion. Uh-huh. God, I also man. said Jalen Hutchinson would get a triple double. Uh, you year, know what? So I, I still think for the, course. The, the par three course dumber than the Jalen Hutchinson triple double. Really? Because Jalen Hutchinson will probably get a triple double at some point in his life. The You're par never... three course much much <laughs> yeah. sillier. Yeah. Just believe in myself. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah, there's a difference between believing in yourself and delusion. Yeah, 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 we're at delusion. Delusions are where friends got to step in and be like, hey, we're happy you believe in yourself. You've taken it a bit too far. That's why I'm glad I got you guys. Kind of yeah, settled me down a little you. bit. All right, uh, I know we've got real news, but TJ, I do, I, I do kind of want to bring up what somebody tweeted us last night, which it made me giggle. It made me laugh. Um, because it was a friend of the program, and this is this is for Scoots on a Wacky Wednesday. They uh, tweeted us there was a, a person who spent a hundred seventy thousand dollars on leg lengthening surgery. Oh yeah, I saw this, and <laughs> they gained five inches. Uh, Nick tweeted it to us. So Scoots is. Would this be, if, if we're winning the lottery, right, if we hit the Powerball tonight, is this on Scoots' to-do list? Because the man says he gets more dates now. Yeah, no, I don't think so, just because he said that it was excruciating pain and for surgery. So I wouldn't do it, but my point was, so Rutherford brought up last week, or a texter on the text line asked if I'd rather have five inches to my height or five inches elsewhere. And I said, my height, no question, because I'd be married with a family already if I was like six foot tall. Yeah, he's and that's of, well, that's where that came from. That Scoots has talked about that before. That he feels like if he's older, he is. If I'm taller, if he, yeah, if he's taller, if he's older, if he's taller, he's he's got kids, married, the whole thing. Like he just said, he's talked about that before. I think it's wild to have that opinion, but this has been discussed before, and we also have brought up the surgery before, because it, I think it came out probably like two or three years ago now at this point. And it's super expensive. It's it's not guaranteed to work for everybody. I think they literally have to like break the bones in your body, if <sighs> I remember correctly. No yeah, thanks. Sounds, sounds about right. Because uh, this was in the news like a, a a while back. But it is good to break to refresh it here mm-hmm. with Scoots. Uh, Scoots, I think you'd make the right choice. I'd, my my bigger question is what's the like what is the amount like h- how much taller would you have to get before you're like okay yeah definitely sign me up. Because five inches, that, I think that's, five inches is pretty substantial. That, that, that's, is, yeah. that is pretty substantial. But would you have to go to eight or nine before you're like, okay, I'm in? Because I mean, five inches is almost ten percent of my height, Roush. So that that, you, that's a that lot. That would get me to, I guess, what I don't know, five ten and three quarters. I'd want to be like six two, I think. Okay. So if I could do like six two. I'd, I'd probably do it. So you would need a good uh, eight inches. So you break all the bones in your lower half yeah. to get to, to get an extra nine inches. Yeah. But then you'd see everybody and they'd be like, "Scoots, you're not six two. What? Like, like what, I what am now. Why, like why are you in a body cast? <laughs> see, that's a whole other aspect of it. It's like the people that know you, you're going to be like, "Man, did you know that he spent one hundred and seventy thousand dollars?" I'd have to move away. To simple. Be, I'd just have to move to a new place. If you and all the girls would be like, "Whoa!" Kind of money, yeah, you may as well just move away. <laughs> or is there any like utopias for short kings, or like you know, most people there, the like the max height's like five nine. 
Scooch is the Hakeem Olajuwon of the community. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm not sure. It's never going to happen. I, so. I, I don't. It seems like too much. Too much for for just to make your self feel Although, a bit better. So speaking of leg surgery, I did do the thing. What was it like four days ago? I walked in our house. I was having a really bad day with my sciatic nerve. And I went, I put my wallet and my keys on the table next to the door, and I walked straight into the kitchen. I grabbed the biggest knife we had, and I walked into the living room, and I handed it to my roommate. And he's like, what are we doing? And I was like, I just want you to cut my leg off. I'm going to look on Amazon for a self-installing prosthetic. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Did he do it? Did you all do the <laughs> surgery? No, we didn't. <laughs> you chickened out. He <laughs> said, I knew you were all talking. He looked at me, and he goes, I Grab couldn't. He was like, like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, Texters, uh, we're jumping ahead on the text line. It's a little bit relevant. Indiana Tim here. Hey, Indiana Tim. You can be a horrible golfer and get lucky and hit a hole-in-one. You can't be horrible at baseball and hit for the cycle slash throw a no-hitter. Suck at scooch. That's true. That is a good point. That, that, a good that, point that plays into it. That's why I don't think it's such an easy decision. I don't think you can go wrong with either. If you have either one of those on your resume as a career player, then you're probably pretty happy it with something you did. weird, though, how... We get those random feats. Like, um, what was the guy in NKU where he he hit for the cycle and had like a grand slam too? Yeah, wasn't there somebody that had like two grand slams in an inning? Or yeah, I, like that? it's just, and it might have been that guy. Like, we get some random ones like that in college mm-hmm. baseball. You get a lot of weird stuff in baseball, even in professional ranks. Uh, there's just so much they've played for so long that if anything's like historic, it's you know, really stands out, and rightfully so in a lot of instances. When we're just a boring old hole-in-one, you know, just a boring old hole-in-one. Speaking of baseball, what do you all think about Louisville taking on Bellarmine tonight? I think it's cool. Good for U of L. good for Bellarmine. They're doing a Heroes Night, and admission is free to go to the game tonight. So uh, that I thought that was a cool move. I think sports can do so much to a grieving community and a community looking to heal. And not that it fixes everything, obviously, but I do think that it's a, a good move that they're going to be playing that game tonight. Kentucky and U of L, as we mentioned, they were scheduled to play last night. That has been postponed. Will they make up the game in Louisville? Remains to be seen. The one in Lexington scheduled in 13 days is a go, but U of L did decide to take on Bellarmine tonight. You people wondering, well, why why couldn't they just move the UK game a day later? That's what I was yeah. thinking. UK plays LSU tomorrow. It's a Thursday oh, series. Well, so see, they, oh yeah. God, ain't it LSU? Oh, yeah. So Thursday, yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there with the Bayou Bengals. Well, see, that's why I brought it up because why couldn't Louisville and Kentucky do something like this yesterday? You know. Yeah, there, there was a real I, I, opportunity if I, there. If I were the U of L athletic director, I think I would have said, UK, I appreciate you reaching out, asking if we do want to reschedule this game. We've thought about it. I think it's best just to give this community something, and we're going to go ahead and go out there and play it. I bet they probably just thought, too soon. Maybe an, Does an extra day really change stuff much, right. Scoots? I'd probably agree with you. No, but... Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna get mad at at, at uh, a program or anybody for saying, "Hey, we're gonna take a little extra time." Oh no, absolutely not. And I understand the whole Louisville and Bellarmine; they're both in the city of Louisville. But I mean, I, I just feel like there was a real opportunity there to extend it outside of Louisville and make this like a statewide thing. I I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, I I thought I, those. Thoughts crossed my mind as well. I think it could have been pretty symbolic and even moving. But they'll do that tonight with Bellarmine, and it'll be cool. And I'm not, I'm not going to get mad at, at U of L for, for wanting to 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 move the game. And I thought UK that good good on them as well. And 
hopefully they'll get a nice crowd out. The weather's going to be awesome. And Bellarmine and the Cards, if that's your cup of tea, free admission tonight. That's cool. That game's starting at 7 o'clock. And uh, there's a prayer service down at the Muhammad Ali Center tonight. I think at 5 they wanted the game to kind of roll into that. They hope some people that go to that will eventually go into the game. And they're doing a few other things around town, I think. Uh, They're doing a Catholic Mass on the 13th, which is tomorrow as well. So they've got different sorts of tributes and remembrances going on throughout the city. and uh, But no, nothing for UK athletics till tomorrow, or at least for the baseball team until tomorrow. Huge, huge, huge series. But we'll talk more about that. What, Roush, it's like you, you don't want to – you want to say just get one, but then again, you don't want a loser mentality. It's like, well, you know what? You're top 10 team too, or you're top 12 now. Go get the series, but then you're also like, well, let's not get greedy. This is the number one team, and get one, and let's see what you can do after that. Especially because this will be the most juiced environment they've played in. Go ahead and get the sweep. LSU packs that house. They pack it, and they're going to see the the number next to UK's name, too, and be like, oh, we didn't think this series was going to be all that great. Let's go ahead and and make this place a a zoo this weekend. And they will. Because they do have a zoo because they have that tiger there. Does Kim Mulkey show up? Who does she throw out the first pitch? Probably. I wonder what her outfits are when she's not trying to get everybody to look at her. <laughs> okay, yeah, like what does Kim Mulkey wear on her everyday basis? Uh, definitely be- bejeweled jeans. Yeah, those jeans with like the diamonds on Is them. One hundred percent. Okay, now we got to look this oh, stuff yeah. up. We got to because you know she's got to show up to practice in just like sweats, right? You you feel like every coach has their their dress down mode, but I don't know. Kim Mulkey may be the exception to that rule. Doesn't see, let's see, personal life. Oh, personal life? Wikipedia? She married Randy Robertson. Okay. Back in 87. Is Randy still around? They have two kids. There's no way they're still married. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm Randy. Passing the first stone. Oh, Randy. They, they divorced that. in 2006. Yeah. Scoot was right. Yeah. <laughs> she was known as Kim Mulkey Robertson. Oh, that actually. So once they got the, once they took rid of the Levitch gold, we should have known. It's just Jan <laughs> Levitch now. Jan Levitson, Jan Levitson gold. Gold, what happened to gold? <laughs> <laughs> Tested in front of the client too. You ain't got no gold no more. Oh, which is good stuff. Uh, so, anyways, she is she a single scooch? Your type? No, absolutely not. Only a young 60 years of age. I mean, she's she's a decent age range, but yeah, no, I'm good. She's a decent age range. She's almost double Scoot's age. I don't, I don't need the Tiger Queen roaming around. <laughs> she's almost 30 years older than Scoot's. That's yeah, fine. That, that age range works for me. Scoot says he'll go 30 either way. I will. Either way, no, he'll go 30 no, either not way. not 30. I'm not dating a three-year-old. is <laughs> <laughs> the, the rule on the bottom. <laughs> Which is just the weird. <laughs> Let's read a couple more yeah, texts, and then I, yeah. we got to talk. We got to talk about yesterday's basketball we, news. We do. We'll save that for the top of the hour. Get our get back on track. Also, um, ESPN has new college football music. I've never heard it. Scoots is going to play it for us at some point. Do you have yeah. it sent over? I just sent it over. Yeah, never heard it before. But it's John Williams who did Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Name the good movie he was the composer for. So if anybody's going to deliver, it's John Williams. Is this it? Can we play it? Yeah, you want it from the beginning, Ralph? Yeah, I, I sure. I don't. I don't know. I just know this is the video. So this is ESPN's new. Yeah, this is replacing the SEC on CBS Music. I'm so scared. This is this is the this is the replacement. This Everything is be we've known and loved. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
I'm out. Might have saved it. Okay. Sounds like Jurassic Park. Does it ever pick up? Maybe so. I mean, it's gonna have. How much longer is on the? Oh, there's. It's like two and a half. Minutes. Uh, it's four, four minutes. minutes. Well, we can't do all four minutes. Just skip ahead. Skip ahead. Go to the There's like a Disney movie intro. <laughs> that's horrible. I think that's what I'm we're going to end up getting. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out, too. It kind of started to pick it up there when we were listening to it. At the beginning, it was kind of boring. And then it started to pick up, and I was like, all right, now they're about ready to go all in. I could just see the highlights starting to roll. It never picks up. you got to get a little faster. It, it kind of reminds me of the Olympic music. It reminds me of Jurassic Park. Um, like I feel like the Mighty Ducks would be playing this as a montage. <laughs> you know? Um, but I can get... The name is of Grit and Glory, which is a great name for the football hype song. I think part of it is just... Knowing like which part are we going to hear in the short end? Because like, you're obviously not playing sure. the four and a half. Well, and so. it's not going to be the orchestra version either. Uh, or well, will it? Well, uh, yeah. Do you think? That's a good. It's a good question. Early on, I could see like old black and white <laughs> footage <laughs> and it being like they're working us through the decades. This is kind of cool. But at some point, it needed to. You need like some sort of like organ mm-hmm. synth. Uh, guitar, something to just like, which, you know, they might do it. This might just be the the original, and then they got to go in and they just got to layer it up, put some layers to it. We'll see. We'll see how they, they, wait, is it this year? Or this year or the last year? Wait, no, it is this year, I believe. So they're done with CBS, SEC. It's over. I just know that the yeah because they broke up the Todd Blackledge Sean McDonough team. You're he's right. now going to do the like third. He's going to do the NBC game begins July first with uh, twenty three. Ian Eagles kid and one other person's on that broadcast. By the way, the Big Ten made a new commissioner hire. Did you see that? Well, uh, who they get? Somebody with a background in like butt CBS. wiping. <laughs> Tony. Patetti. Hmm. And I think he was former like CBS Sports. Let's see. MLB. He worked in the MLB and CBS Sports executive. Tony Patetti. Sounds like he'd be partial to Penn State. <laughs> What's that? It's just like a mob name. It's going to pay more attention about, to like, the Northeast. About, like Rutgers. Well, yeah, yeah Rutgers too. Yeah. yeah. Maryland. They'll get all the preferential treatment. Again, you, I do hate to – you didn't say anywhere that's in the Northeast, unfortunately. You don't think Maryland, Penn State, and Rutgers are in the Northeast? Rutgers being the only one that – no. Happy Valley, Pennsylvania is not in the Northeast. Is that Mar- on the – Maryland's not in the Northeast. Although it is a very Italian area, though, Scoots. Is like, Happy Valley on the west side of the state? No, it, it, but it, it doesn't. I mean, Pennsylvania itself just isn't Northeast. Mm, I disagree. I mean, it's – it's it's. Okay. He's going to call it Mid-Atlantic. 
It's mid-Atlantic. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, why why is it so hard for people? See, see, this is the thing we do, Scoots. He's not saying that Churchill Downs is south end when it's south of Central Avenue. South end. (laughs) Northeast. It's northeast of America. Northeast. The wife was so shocked to learn that Ohio is considered the Midwest. She's wait, like, how? Was she, wait, was she really? How? How, what, she, how she, is that West at all? How would she, where would she, how else would she define it? It's like the most mid, I was the only more Midwestern she state. She was thinking it's similar to you all in a geographic sense of like, well, the Northeast is Northeast. Midwest, Ohio is not mid. Well, it's pretty mid, isn't it? Am all I right? right? Am I right? <laughs> but it's not West. And it's not West. But like, what, you just go by the regions of what they have been grandfathered Defined into. By. And Ohio is as Midwestern as it gets. See, isn't it high time we change those, though? But <laughs> yes, Scoots, let's do it. I mean, this is unbelievable. So Scoots is pointing about the Italians. Happy Valley's just in the dead middle of Pennsylvania. There's a lot of Italian immigrants in Pennsylvania and the Youngstown area. A lot of, of German coal and uh, Coal mining and the steel industry. Like, all those Youngstown coaches, a lot of Italians. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I was not disagreeing with the name. I was just more doing the old geography bit that we also we get into geography it anytime we talk about zones. the anytime we talk about the Mid Atlantic, we get into this. <laughs> you just you're Mid Atlantic, and, and New Jersey really is Mid Atlantic too. No Rutgers shot. is Mid Atlantic. I don't think the Big Ten has a Northeast team. Hmm. ACC does. All right, we got we got to talk basketball when we return. Hour one done. Hour two coming up next. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Look out. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it on in. We'll read it on air. Don't forget to pop into a Salsaritas today. Beautiful weather for both their patios. Holy smokes. I bet those patios have been popping for quesadillas, burritos, nachos, wildly addictive chips, Creamy, hot, queso, spicy, delicious, flavorful salsaritas. They've got that and plenty more. Download the app. You'll save time and money today. You'll also work towards rewards, get free entrees. Beautiful thing about salsaritas, take the whole family. Every kid can get something different, easy to order. It's cooked fresh, fast in front of you, and you can get in and out of salsaritas as quickly as you want. Although, beware. Sometimes you may want to hang out at their Middletown or St. Matthew's locations. The interiors and their patios, as I mentioned, are so nice, and they've got blue Powerade. Check out Salsaritas today. Roush, it doesn't seem like UK is going to be checking out McKenzie and Baco. No, no, it does not. Um, Boo! So, Kyle Filipowski does what many had expected, and... uh, not I didn't in, expect it. Not initially, but the way he had kind of teased it out, the tides were turning towards Kyle Filipowski announcing he's returning to Duke. And then Mbako's like, well, not not doing that now because that was my spot. And 
Many thought, oh, well, maybe that's the right place for Kentucky to slide on in. Uh, people forget he was there with DJ Wagner for his official visit. I believe they were, I don't know if it was their official or not, but they were both there, I want to say, for a big blue madness. There's pictures of them in Kentucky jerseys together. So, huh, maybe connect some dots here. Ultimately, though, I mean, he'd be, be it'd be getting a little crowd of a freshman, right? Between him and Edwards. Isn't nah, and Baco, I, I look at him more as like a four. He would be your four. Whether UK is thinking about having Bradshaw go be your four or moving Edwards down, which I think is probably a stretch, and you're just not going to see Cal probably do that, he would be your four. It would be, boom, that he is your starting four. What you do at the five position, whether it's Oscar or Bradshaw or you gonna, you can, I don't know, well, you can let the chips fall where they may. But Mbako would be a beautiful, beautiful college basketball four to have with how things have been trending. I don't, you know, I don't buy into the archaic offense and people go too far with that stuff. But he's somebody that can stretch the floor. I love his motor. He's got a toughness about him. He's just a great player. He's a good player. He is. I do think there is, we've talked a lot about it on this show, the delicate balance between veterans bringing in guys with experience. You've got 23 and 24-year-olds regularly in college basketball now. This is is new to the sport. You also have people older than that, for what it's worth. But 23 and 24-year-olds are not uncommon across the board. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot of U.K. fans that are like, you can't go young, you can't go young. He is an exception to that, Mbako. He is just a talented player that for all intents and purposes, probably going to be a lottery pick, if not a lottery pick, most likely a first-rounder. And even if you think things are too crowded, or you worry about how the front court's going to look, or you worry about, oh, we, we may want somebody with a little bit more experience than, than a 17-, 18-year-old, bigs also stay a lot more now than they used to. Potentially, if you got him, again, I think he'd be a lottery pick or a first-rounder, so he most certainly would likely go to the draft. But what if... What if the front court's so crowded that everything kind of gets divvied up and he thinks he needs another year? And you get two years of that guy. Not impossible. Again, not what I think would happen, but also not impossible. I don't I can't believe that UK is not just diving in head first. Now that being said, once I got on the old tweeter, mm-hmm. had a few people that know more about this stuff than I do, some inside sources, and they say that if U of L doesn't get him then there will probably be an in-house fight on U of L staff because Nolan Smith would have found a way to have blown this. Yep. Supposedly Nolan Smith has already connected the dots to make this happen, and that not only is he not going to go to UK, which I think is a mistake, you could see him in Louisville, which this is the type of talent you thought Kenny Payne was going to get more of. Yep. Easily would be the best player that he's ever brought in, not even I don't even know what second place would be. I don't know either. Yeah. It would add, it would be another forward to a front court that's already got about seven of them. <laughs> so I think you'd probably have to see somebody, you'd probably see some departures at U of L. But a weird twist to this, Roush, is I see it happen in real time, and here's what I, I'm like, damn, Duke's going to be good. I don't like that. And I also don't think Duke is like your clear all, end all, be all. They're going to win the national championship, and it'll be a total choke job if they don't. They should be a top five team to start the year. But Duke has had much more talented teams do not make the Final Fours before. Right. Uh, Zion so, Williamson. I don't think that Barrett, this is necessarily a. They, they're still going to have some guard questions, and also 
They're Lively did leave. It's weird. If you would have told me between Lively and Flipikowski who was going to come back, I would not have guessed it played out the way that it it's did. Also, you know, they're just lucky they play in a garbage conference so they can kind of clean up. So I was like, I'm not happy to see that. But then you get the Mbako news. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's great. At least he's going to be away from there. And then your brain starts to wonder, whoa, Kentucky. This could be nice. And then you got Bradshaw and and Oscar or you got to however that plays out. You get this guy in the fold. That's a really nice front court there. Then realize Jack Pilgrim says UK is not going to be interested. You got to trust him. He's been great with all this stuff lately. And then I find out that most likely it's probably going to be U of L if he decides to play college basketball at all. So weird roller coaster ups and downs yesterday with Mbako, but it could end up being a card. Cats could see him. I wouldn't worry me at all. UK should still beat U of L relatively easily, even with that game being in Louisville. But something to keep an eye on there. And then. We turn our attention back to the transfer portal, dun, 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 dun. where UK reached out to a familiar name. Mm. Did you see that? But did they? Are you suggesting they did not? No, I'm suggesting like they did, but I'm not taking it seriously. Like I think I this also is, am not taking yeah. it seriously. Yeah, uh, seven foot five, Jamarion Sharp, who was, I don't know if he was last year, but the year before he was the nation's leading shot blocker. Um, he averaged four per game this past year, so that had to be near the tops. Right, and right. It's a, a lot of shot blocks per game. So that's a lot. Um, I've seen people on wildly different ends of where they stand on Jamarian Sharp. Where does Ralph stand? You all don't want him. I asked you this last week. You did. Weirdly enough, Notrascutus. <laughs> he called this. Uh, I don't want him. Still don't. Now that he's even an option, I still don't want him. If, if he's cool coming in and playing like six or seven minutes a game, then, yeah, I'll take the college, the tallest player I mean, in college He basketball. would be the Lance Ware role. If he wants of. to play the Lance Ware role, then so be it. But I saw this guy get punked by a four-win U of L team. Yep. I saw this guy have, give up I mean, probably Oscar Shebway's second-best game as a Wildcat yeah, against him. 37 rebounds. 34 rebounds, a million rebounds. He's not good. He's just He's, he's not, a good shot blocker. And, and he's he, a specialist. If he was this big of a game changer on the defensive end, Western Kentucky probably isn't horrible. I don't know. Rick Shainsbury. They're probably a little bit better. If he's the type of, like, a little bit better. If he's the type of player everybody makes him out to be. I, I'm, I'm out. You can do better. It seems like. And I'm just out. I, I don't – no thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm out too. I don't really – I just I'm, don't think I'm that at, that's going to that's gonna hold up. He's not going to be able to rebound in the SEC. He's going to get pushed around a little bit. Could he block some shots and would it be a fun piece to have? Sure. But it would have to be in a very, very limited role for me to be on board with this. Here's if that's my, the case, then sure. My question. How many – is Kentucky even going to get a portal guy? I don't know. Maybe not. Like we're at the point now where I think one. I think probably one. I don't know how serious Kentucky has been with any of these dudes, and how serious are they about like? Because maybe there's something to the Ingram or the 
is right, Harrison Ingram, mm-hmm. Stanford guy. Yeah. Maybe the, like he could fit what they want, but how much does that kid take in the UK seriously when you thought he was such a North Carolina lane for such a long time? Maybe he's scared away by Jalen Withers going there. By the there. way, U of L transfer Jalen Withers commits to North Which Carolina. Which is just hilarious so to the, say out loud. The two people that have committed elsewhere out of U of L, and there's going to be more to come. But Kamari Lands goes to Arizona State. Jalen Withers goes to UNC. These are two Power Five programs that, at least in recent years, have had more success than U of L. I don't know if I was a U of L fan if that'd make me like happy. You'd want your guys transferring out to be going small, small. Like when the one guy went to uh, Marshall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. But then Noah Locke went to Providence and was mm-hmm. then had a season ended by Kentucky. Oh yeah, that was nice. Go Cats. Yeah. Um, the one the one tournament win. The I just I don't from a Kentucky standpoint, Jaylen. I feel like they're being very specific over who they want. Uh, the Sack Pack had a tweet the other day. He was like, I've never seen a team without any room for more players who seemingly only has three players coming back. It's like, well, it's true because there hasn't been a lot of set in stone decisions made. Maybe the Mbako, the hesitation to go into that, not only is because Duke or Nolan Smith kind of has already done his due diligence and gone all in, mm-hmm. but maybe there they, there's optimism that Chris Livingston's coming back, so they don't need him. Possibly, possibly. you know what I mean. Like, I, if Livingston and Reeves comes back, you really don't need to bring anybody else in in the transfer portal. Like, you really are good, assuming that the rest of the chips are going to fall where they where they seem to be leaning or where we think they're going to fall. But if you got Chris Livingston coming back, you're probably not going to need a portal player. And same with Reeves. If Reeves and, Por- and Livingston coming back with the freshmen you have coming in and the other players returning, you're probably good. I would think you are. I think if I still think Livingston's gone though, unless you've heard something new, Roush, which would be exciting. I, I have not. Um, I did. I don't. I don't know how serious it is, but I did get somebody uh, who's worried that Reeves might just go pro, regardless of the feedback he gets. I don't think Reeves is going to go pro. Yeah. I I think it would be silly, but also I, I can't get a good – I've never been able to get a good read on that guy just from uh, how. Me either. But yeah. I think the fact that you don't have UK going after a bunch of other scorers in the transfer portal I think tells you what they think. And it, it is, I know that it's easier said than done, but it is still too early to be panicking. Yeah, like yeah, it's still yeah, too yeah. early to be panicking in the portal with roster construction. The fact that we haven't heard things, we all want to. I know it's it, it, we want we want some clarity with this stuff, and it seems like old John Calipari is being real quiet, especially this year. But this is nothing unusual. This is nothing out of the norm, and you just got to be patient with this stuff. Now, if it comes out that it by in like middle of May, Reeve says he's leaving, Livingston says he's leaving, we look at the transfer portal available players and it's ugly, then yeah, we all should be ticked off and we all can complain then. I just don't think that's going to happen. And it's too early to be doing that stuff right now. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's missed in the past. He's made mistakes in the past. How do we know he's not going to do it this time? We don't. He could. He could. He could make mistakes. I'm just not sure if whining on the internet's going to, like, if that's going to get to Cal and be like, oh, you know what? Big Blue James says I need to to get my stuff together. I better go start recruiting now. That's the pep in my step I needed. 
I think he's got a plan. I think they've got an idea of who's coming back, who's not coming back. And then I think they probably got an idea of who they like in the portal, but they probably need to get the, the clarity on some of these other decisions before diving in headfirst or not diving in headfirst. But I think it's going to end up being very minimal, if anybody, in the portal. Maybe one. Maybe one. Would love Livingston to come back. Haven't, haven't had that thought cross my brain in, in weeks, Rush. How dare you bring that, bring that back <laughs> into the equation. Right I'd love for him to come back. I don't think it's going to, though. So we'll see. There's your latest update on uh, the tweet I had today was, what's the deal with the infamous transfer portal? I like just like explaining to the transfer, like as if the transfer portal is an entity. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Strange creates you, it. You better, you better treat it nicely. But it's the transfer portal. It's fun. And we hate it because it, it was good news for Duke. But again, college basketball folks, never been healthier. Never been healthier. Somebody posted a picture on social media while we were on the air, Ray Rookie's BBN, about what Rob Dillingham was wearing when he came to Lexington. He's wearing a $2,500, $2,400 used jacket, nearly $1,200 shoes. Nil. It's great, baby. People are hanging around college basketball. People are getting paid. Sports better because of it. Kyle Tucker was down there with Robert Dillingham watching him play yesterday. He was wearing UK gear under his workout gear. Seems like he's going to be in Lexington. What's, what's really That's funny. a whole other thing about the portal, too. I think so much of it was like, well, is Dillingham going to be here, not be here? Rush, he's going to be at UK. Yeah, yeah, for all intents and purposes. Unless um, something crazy happens, which with UK, never count out, but he's going to be at UK. I'm excited about that. I think there's a chance that we could be doing radio in February or March of next year, and we're talking about how Dillingham's UK's most important player. He needs to get hot before March. He's UK's best scorer. I think all those things could end up being true. He, uh, I was talking with uh, Stephen Peake on the way to uh, Lexington yesterday, and his conversation, because he, he's been around interviews for Dillingham, and Dillingham is just – He's like many of these young guys where he has no concept of college basketball. Like, it's just always been the NBA. The mm-hmm. NBA is life. And so he just – he was so shocked that people cared about Kentucky basketball. Yeah. Like, you know, which ignorance is bliss sometimes. And I, I think Cal sometimes has that mindset with this freshman. Like, yeah. you guys are too young to kind of know too the, to know the atmospheres you're James, getting into. James Young. Yeah. Point in case. <laughs> or, like, the negative stuff that sometimes you can see from fans. Sometimes if, like, right. you got a freshman that's doing it, they don't have years of people in their mentions being mean to them. It's, they can kind of block it out a little bit easier than some of the other players. But Cal uh, Tucker had nothing but great things to say about Dillingham, watching him go work out and play in the OTE. ton of NBA scouts down there. I think he could be UK's best scorer potentially next year. And then you get a you get a backcourt that has him, Reeves, and Wagner, three different guys that can score at three different levels. Reeves not as much inside as maybe we would like, but maybe that's something he works on going on in this year. Fun pieces there. Then you get Shepard. What happens with the dude the arrow? What you know, what steps does he make as he continues to get better? I know people are impatient, but if you if you look it's a little blurry, but you can kind of start to make it out. You can start to make it out. And what I'm starting to see. Oh, you got to look closely here? I, I like. Look closely. <laughs> look more closely. Look closely. <laughs> One of the best South Park oh, episodes out there. Oh, this is a timely part of the year, too. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. 
TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We got one final segment of KRC coming up next. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Got the beta key. Probably because the weather's getting better. People hit the links when the weather's nice. We told you about the Big Exports Radio golf card. You're not going to want to hit the links without some shady rays. No, You're not no. going to want to do anything outside in this beautiful weather without some shady ray sunglasses. Man, woman, child, baby, infant, toddler, whatever. Shady Rays has sunglasses for you. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off. And know you can buy in confidence because if you buy them, something happens to them, you break them, you lose them, they're stolen, or you just want your order again, small processing fee, you get your order sent right back to you. So it's Basically a buy one, get one situation at ShadyRays.com with that small processing fee. Or you get your sunglasses 30 days, you get to decide whether you like them. You don't, you send them on back, you get your full order refunded to you, and no harm, no foul there. Shady Rays just wants you to be happy with the product that you get, and they want to make it easy, and they want to make it affordable, and they're even making it a little bit cheaper with the 25% off when you use Big X at checkout. They say seek adventure on their website, and you'll do just that when you go to ShadyRays.com. they got uh, a really, really cool product. 250,000 five-star reviews, uh, 200 million, excuse me, 2 million people in their Shady Rays community. A-plus rating. I had somebody give me a compliment on mine yesterday. Said, wow. Oh, those are nice. links? Yeah. Did I need to go. Tell where to get them? Uh, yeah. I even share the promo code. Scooch, did you lose your shady rating? I need to go to the website today. No, I did the thing. Load up. I did the thing again. Left them at my sister's house. Told her to bring them the next day. She did, but we never exchanged them. So I'm rocking my backup shades, and they, to be quite frank with you, they suck. So I'm gonna be hitting up Shady Rays today. Well, you keep you keep saying this. At some point, you gotta gotta pay the piper. I know. Buck up, Buckaroo. It's gonna be today. And and when you get in there, if they do the little special, which I always am a sucker for, when you're checking out and they're like, "Do you want to buy some twelve dollar?" No, I'm not bit? doing the mystery. You thing. have to. I'm not. Do it and give some away to the to the <laughs> listeners. Maybe I'll do that. And, yeah. Why not? Man, they've got some cool ones. So you can get lost on that website. ShadyRays.com to learn more. Scoots, get you a new pair. You need them. I do. You can get yours today as well and save money when doing it. 25% off, promo code BIGX. We have the text line to get to today, Roush. We do. But don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> I suck it, TJ. Text around the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Figure out where we are. Takes a while. With this internet, you're telling me? Yeah. Takes yeah. a little time to scroll on up. And then it just load. Texter says, everyone got behind sports gambling. That's about it. I've seen people mentioning that with the gun stuff. It really is apples and oranges. It is. But, you know, it's a fun thing to say, I guess. I mean, but not everybody did get behind sports gambling. It took, <laughs> it's, it's true. Not everybody did get It took get like 10 years it. to get this thing done. I think done. what they're referring to, though, is in like that moment of like everybody being like, let's all do this. But that was just kind of silly. You, you got every other state touching us having you, it. I mean, like, we got... yeah. 
people have done the like we're all gonna get fired up to do gun stuff and nothing's happened because the collective is not more powerful than the lobby. Whereas like here, like the if you, I, yeah, that's why it's apples and oranges. Like the NRA is more powerful than the horse racing. And there's not just industry. like one solution to this stuff. There's as sad as it, we all wish there was, but there's just not one easy. You do this, boom, this happens. But even if you With think sports there is gambling, there was. Everybody does this, boom, yeah. you get sports gambling. It, yeah. it, they're apples and oranges. People well, making these comparisons. Even if you think there is one solution, like it's it's. There's not. It's it's. But even it's, if you think that, you're just wrong. But even if you want to do just one of them, it, there's a lot to get there. You know what I mean? Like even that is true. In as getting well. people to like agree on That's a good what point. the. Like, because if you want to say you want to do more for mental health, well, like, what exactly is that? If you want to say you want to put more restrictions on guns, like, what it, like, clearly defining it, whereas, like, sports gambling is just, it's sports gambling. Like, a bunch of other states have, like, it's pretty, it's pretty clear and concise. That's why I think we just need more people talking with one another. Like, when the mayor yesterday was talking about how the murder weapon could end up back on the streets with the way the current law is, because they auctioned that stuff off. And, you know, it brings in money for the departments and whatnot. Like, that does seem pretty dumb. So let's, is that actually the case? And let's have somebody that, uh, like, that, that is against that, changing that law, come out and say why we should be able to sell the guns back onto the streets. And let them talk, and then let just smart people be like, oh, that guy sounds like an idiot. We don't need another rifle getting, getting sold back on the streets. I actually agree with the Democratic mayor here. Mm-hmm. Have people talk. Counter opinions with people respectfully, oh. and then that will send a message to the rest of the country, and and we can get a little clarity on this stuff. That's the thing. I saw a uh, chart yesterday. It was like a circle chart, basically everything leading to another. Yeah. So it starts with mass shooting, then it goes to media extravaganza, then thoughts and prayers, then social media gun debates, then it goes to no one actually does anything, mm-hmm. then we go back to normal, yeah. and we start the whole and cycle over. Cycle again. just rinse and repeat. That's how it goes. It's it sucks. Nobody likes it. Texter says, I'm slightly annoyed we won't be pursuing Mbako, but I keep telling myself that the best player in the portal usually doesn't enter until mid to late April. Really hope that's the case this year because I don't love the options right now. Also seems like we're kind of being held hostage by our current roster, which is a major issue. Need some clarity, which had more faith than Cal to navigate the portal. But the thing, so this, this one thing stood out to me. Um, I keep telling myself the best players don't in the portal don't enter till until mid to late May. What position are you even looking for? Like when it comes to UK in the portal, what position are you looking for? For me, I think it'd be the four, which is why Mbako would make so much sense to me. But as Roush alluded to, what if Livingston were to be coming back? I don't think he is. Also, Mbako is like, not a transfer portal player. Like that, he's that, not. He's a that is, I think that is a big difference between adding a what could be a fifth freshman that you're relying on heavily versus a fourth freshman and a 24 year old. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the idea of adding another freshman, but Mbako is like the exception. He's just so talented. He's so good. He's got a high motor. You wouldn't worry about like would it click for him at the next level or would he try hard or would he be too cool. So he's a bit of an exception, but that's that. That's my point: is that like people that are upset about the transfer portal or the lack of moves from UK up to this point. One, that text is right. Sometimes you don't even get bigger names until around this time of the year. But two, what position? Are you? Do you want like a bid? Do you want a big center? Because it seems like UK is going to be all right there. Do you want another ball handler? It seems like UK is going to be okay there. Do you want another shooter? I'm all ears to hear who you have in mind. 
But what if Reeves comes back? What if CJ comes back? You got Shepard already in there. I just I think things are a little bit tighter than people realize, and they're they're getting impatient because they want to hear names. When in reality, we may not be hearing many new names, if any. Yeah. Texter says, I agree, TJ. Huge mistake not to pursue Mbako. Doesn't make sense unless Cal knows something we don't. Yeah, I agree with that text. And Cal must know something we know. It could be as simple as, like, maybe Mbako told people, like, hey, I'm going to UofL. This is where... I don't think that's the case because a lot of other... St. John's is supposedly really pushing for him. Hmm. If, if UofL doesn't get Mbako, it'll be, be slightly funny. Be slightly especially funny. if you went to St. John's. Play for Patino. Oh, man. That's how I feel about that Churchill Abbas guy. They just went over to Africa, spent all that time and money. I would love for them to not get him. Yeah. <laughs> Be hilarious. They, they they just desperately need some good news. And the sad thing is, like, even a, even a getting an Mbaco, I don't think is going to, like, they'll get rightfully so be excited, but then they'll just be like, all right, do we have any guard? We don't. We don't have any guards. I think uh, – on three came out with their transfer portal rankings. Mm-hmm. I think Sky Clark was number seventy. Yeah, I was listening to Rutherford when he was going through it, and uh, Ellis was ranked higher than. Sky Wait, Roush listened to the Big X. Whoa, that's the real story. He must here. accidentally left it on. <laughs> <laughs> Roush will go back and listen to our replay because he says he likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, texter says here, and we're going to get in some of this, but we read them as y'all text in. So this is just part of the show. Guns are much more of an issue than mental health. Framing as mental health issue is disingenuous. There are plenty of people to blame for this. I'm not part of the problem because I want politicians to stop taking millions of dollars from the NRA. They are the problem. I am not. Well, hopefully you're being nice to people. If you're being nice to people, then, then you're not part of the problem. But it's disingenuous to try to point fingers as if it's a gun or a mental health issue. My my whole thing, because I'm uh, I'm not a gun guy. Like they're fine. Like if you want to go out and shoot them, you know. I, I just my whole un- misunderstanding with all of uh, adding more gun control is I I don't think people that want more gun control want people to come to their houses and take their guns. Like I, I don't think that that's going to happen unless you own like a, an arsenal of assault rifles. Because really, that's what it all comes down to, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, we don't want, like, why should non-soldiers have weapons soldiers use? That That's the part that, for, like, people like me, I just don't, I'm not a gun guy. I don't get it. I don't get why anybody would want that. Would it be fun to shoot once? Uh, maybe. But, like, why Why does anybody need that? Why do they need to be accessible to anybody? That, I think, is the, the point that I, I just, I don't get. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I just... I I don't have any of those guns. I uh, don't necessarily have an interest in those types of guns. Don't even really know, I mean, besides just the generic stuff, what separates an AR-15 from semi-automatic and all that. I don't know. Right, I, I mean, right, like, I don't right, know because yeah. I'm just not a, I'm not a gun guy in that regard. Um, what people would tell you, Roush, is that, like, any dictatorship started with taking the guns away from people and i'm not saying that like that is what's happening i'm not i'm not yeah, i'm just right. telling you what other people right, would argue because that. that's the part that i just don't like Castro, that's what I mean, hitler i don't think they're China. actually going to take your like i don't i don't think that would be a part I, of the measures it would be it, a part would of accessibility not. which Correct. i think is the problem is right Correct. now it's pretty easy to just 
Papi, again, comes back to these conversations, talking about it, where you'd be like, nobody is coming in. To, it, it's not It's not going to be like a big drop your gun off in this big pile and we're going to light them all in fire. And if you don't, we're coming, you know, you're going to get imprisoned. It wouldn't necessarily be like that. We And I don't think, I don't think a lot of people necessarily know that. But I don't think they know that because there isn't a set plan. Like there isn't just one thing that you'd mm-hmm. want to do. I'd want to look at all the data about other cities that have implemented strict gun control laws, what has worked, what hasn't worked, where have they seen impacts, where have they seen differences, where have they have not. And then it's similar to like all the stupid COVID restrictions that everybody did. If if one city has very strict rules, but the surrounding community doesn't, then what is it stopping for anybody? You're not doing like there's not just this magic protector because Kentucky may have been more strict about COVID laws than Indiana that Indiana COVID's not coming into Kentucky or Kentucky Vice COVID's versa. not going yeah, into Indiana. Yeah. Like it, same with the guns. If one place has, and then yeah, and then, yeah. and then that's then why it would have more national. Like, and yeah. I don't want the, and I personally don't want the federal government making laws for everybody everywhere. But then again, if you don't do that, does it really fix stuff? So I'm not pretending to have all the answers. I'm just talking. I'm just my, my, putting stuff out into the ether and seeing if people have reactions to them or help inform me. I think the, be more the most disingenuous one though is when it's like, well, the bad guys are going to find a way to get a gun. It's like, well. Here's the thing. Most of the mass shootings are like just white guys, right? And they they can just go out and buy them. Whereas like if you're saying like the quote unquote criminals or something like like if you have to go through like some sort of like it's just the point of entry is just much more difficult. I like I don't think that's asking too much. Can we not just make can we not just jump make people jump through hoops instead of just show up to the gun store to buy something that they can go the next day and just blow people's brains out like it's it sucks see or go ahead i I do think mental issue mental health has something to do with it though because i mean i have several friends that have those guns and they're they're never going to go out and shoot anybody they shoot them at their house because they have a lot of land and it's fun to shoot those guns so uh, mental is mental health has to be at the forefront as well this next texture says and it's a texture that i like i just i I don't i don't agree with this i feel like you missed the, the whole point of yesterday's conversation but tj wants to blame everything but the guns here but there is a truth that, like, guns don't just wake up having a bad day deciding, hey, you know what I want to do today? And we've had these guns forever. Maybe they're more accessible. Maybe there's more produced now than there were in the 70s. Probably truth to that. I don't know if that's factually accurate or not. But another thing we got to remember is we have had stuff like this happen for a very long time. It's just becoming more and more prominent now. It's happening more now. Mm-hmm. And... We have stricter gun laws now throughout the country than we ever have at any point in American history, and they're happening more in real time. I just think so many people just default to, like, what news coverage is telling you and this group think of, like, well, it keeps happening. What can we do to stop it? Well, it's guns. But- it's, it's at least, like, the the passion is at least in the right place but yeah nobody the pro- wa- nobody the likes problem this. Is, everybody hates this the problem is is just that like we have so little trust in our politicians to do anything because of lobbying from a variety like the pharmaceutical companies that like they're they're propping up for uh saving us through the co- like getting a vaccine to get us back from covid are the same ones that are the reasons why we aren't more invested in mental health because they just want to medicate you instead of more, you know, holistic, rehabilitative approaches, right? Yeah, when you take a step back and look at all <laughs> this stuff. It's all, it go, just follow the money. Everybody's, follow bought, the everybody's money. bought and paid for. Yeah, everybody's bought just, and paid for sucks. in this stuff. 
And you're as much as that was a pessimistic thing to say, it's totally true. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to be like the jaded thirty year old, but like, <sighs> we're all brainwashed. <laughs> we're all depressed. We've all got stuff going on. Uh, we you can say that this is the definitive issue or this is the definitive issue, and that's why. And and you could be right. I could be wrong. They could be right, or I could be right, and you could be wrong. That's why I just default back to like, why don't we start with just not being so mean to everybody and like villainizing people that have a difference of opinion on a political issue with us? Why don't we start there? See if that can cool the temperature throughout the country, and then together ideally start working but that's all that that's never going to happen that's fantasy land candy land type of talking it's not going to happen everybody's going to keep being mean hating each other because it's fueled by media and it's much better when we're all divided and pointing fingers at each other instead of pointing fingers at our lawmakers not sure if you all have seen the police they've released the body cameras during the shooting wild wild stuff yeah i haven't watched it yet. if you have the means i would recommend donating to to officer wilt's fund me go fund me page it's out there. It's out and about. I saw it on Facebook, but um, he's still in critical condition. But those videos, just to have the stones to run into a building when people are shooting. He was the young one, right? He was the young one yeah. that had only been on duty for a little bit. And then the other one, where they used his body cam footage too, he got shot. Yeah. He got shot and still took out the shooter. I mean, just heroes. So... Incredible stuff from them, and very thankful for their for their service. Probably saved lives. Texter says, "I don't think this was for us, but it still made me laugh." Calgo was going to sue that golf course until he found out the ball was in the hole. <laughs> did he did he get a hole in one or something? Oh, um, I did think it was very funny. The Her- RBC Heritage is this weekend. Yes, yeah, and uh, JT Post. <laughs> this is a practice round. Yeah, and. Uh, there's just Flaner shared a video and he's like, Oh, where's your ball, JT? And he said, It's in the hole. How many shots uh, was that off the tee box? It was my second. <laughs> so, uh, a, a huge fear of mine, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You take a mulligan and then you hit an yeah. ace. The hole in one, two. Where you hit it from <laughs> oh. the tee box, or you just hit like a crappy it's shot. A and you're like, I don't want, you know, I'm not a good golfer. That was a bad shot. I'm just going to hit another one so it feels better. I, I do that. And then that time. one's going to yeah, go yeah, in, yeah. and I'm going to be like, well, I can't count it. God, no, I've never like, thought about that. No, oh, it's a terrible fear of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Something, like to the point where sometimes I'm like, you know, just just play the play your crappy shot three feet off the tee for this par three because you don't you don't want the alternative here. Now, now let me ask you this: if you say you're you're like 150 <laughs> out from the hole. And you hit a bad shot, and you take a mulligan, and then you hit that one in. Are you counting it as an eagle? No, no. Yeah, like mm. uh, I'd count it as an eagle on my scorecard. All right, here, here, <laughs> if you're if you're using your mulligan. All right, my my thing, you know, Scoots, is like get, I don't. You only get one mulligan, and that's only per nine. anybody used the breakfast per bar. nine. No. See, it, no. You don't get zero mulligans unless somebody uses a breakfast ball. Off the tee, you always have that one, and I don't blame them. But you have that one person that hits a crappy drive, and you hear everybody in the group, rightfully so, they're like, hit another one, hit another one, breakfast ball. They let them hit another one. The second somebody does that, everybody in the group gets one breakfast ball, not on the putting green at any point in the round of their choosing. Uh, My my big thing is, Scoots, is I might count it as an eagle if I'm just – Telling people, like, if I'm not really keeping score that round, right? Like, if I'm just trying to count my par putts, my because that that was the first time I played this year. It was uh, we put a check mark for every uh, par putt I had. You know, like every time it's like, all right, this was a good hole. Uh, I would that would be a check mark, but I I would not if I was being a serious scorer. I could not take that seriously if it was the second one. 
Unless it was my only mulligan I was using the entire day. I just, I, I, the breakfast ball thing is a point of contention with my brother and his golfing friend group. I just don't understand why the idea that like you can only use one person once. gets one mulligan at one point in the but game, but then the other does. ones yeah, throughout that, the rest of the game baloney. don't get any. That's baloney. I think it's just silly. It's much easier to just get one per nine. I can't tell you how often too. I'm usually pretty, I start off pretty well on the tees, all things considered, but I can't tell you how many times my first shot off the fairway on hole number one is just Top City USA. Oh, yeah. Every time I'm just like, well, damn it. So-and-so just got to hit two balls off the tee 250 yards this way, but I can't hit another one when I just Oh, I would rather hit it in the rough. You get a little something under you to where you can get a little traction there. There's sadly some truth to that as well. (laughs) But the thing is, it could be bad rough too. So, like, I'd rather just roll the dice, be in the fairway. It's just, uh, I know what you mean. That first cut. Park's rough. Yeah, yeah, you get that rescue club in there and you whack that thing all at 210 yards. Regardless of what your brother says, everybody gets two off the first tee. Everybody. See, this is sometimes, Roush, where I feel like Scooch just wasn't listening. Yeah. We're just saying that everybody gets it, but you don't have to I'm all right if you want to take two off the tee. I'm just saying if you don't want to use your second off the tee, you get it in your back pocket for when you need it somewhere else. Because I'm going to need it on a part See, I do two off the first tee, two on, or one mulligan on each nine. So you're using four, you're using up to three mulligans. Yeah, but a lot of times I don't use that first one off the tee. That's that's too many mulligans, Scooch. Too many. I can see why you think you could shoot even on a part three now. <laughs> That'd be with zero mulligans. Uh, Texas is university-driven culture. Good stuff by the Spartans. Yeah, this was is an like Plumley bro. Was that guy going to go to anywhere? It, it, he wasn't going to go to the, the NBA, The Plumley bros are big on culture talk buzzwords right now. UK just returned pretty much everybody from last year's team. Yeah. And there's a chance they're going to be returning all the pieces you'd want, or majority of the pieces you want, with the exception of maybe Chris Livingston, off this year's team. Stop with the culture stuff, I mean, Plumlee, no, bro. I love you. Fans I really are legitimately do. debating if they want Oscar Sheboy back. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do we do? What do we, <laughs> come on, everybody. Uh, it's funny seeing these projected lineups with Dillingham coming off the bench and playing 20 minutes. He's a 32-plus minute starter from day one. Yeah, I think this texter's right. I agree more with this texter. People are like, well, you're going to get something out of Dillingham. I think you're going to get like a good chunk of your offense out of Dillingham. Yeah. I'm pumped for this dude. Defense, though, worried about that guy. Is that the talk? Well, I just worry the, you know, that just goes back to the climate, effort. And yeah. The, of, and of the, the like, OTE, yeah. And, like, yeah. a lot of the highlights you see of him are, they're the, it's A one mixtape kind of. Like, it's like. It's totally know, fair. It's, I, it's cool stuff, but it's not, like, basketball stuff. So, you just, you know. Might, that's a really good point. Like with Dillingham and Wagner, you don't know how that's going to translate defensively. Like we're all very Wagner, excited offensively. Yeah, yeah. Wagner at least has a uh, mentality. Yeah, and is very aggressive. Like we saw it in that McDonald's game. He bought two or three shots. Like he's very much a like, oh, you think you can score on me? Kind of. Yeah. You know. So like, takes pride on that end. Of he'll the floor. probably get beaten off the dribble some, but like, he's going to make up for it on the other end. You know. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, like it. It's going to be an aggressive, an overly aggressive style of play. Fine, play so. up and down, outscore teams. I'm all for it. It'll be fun to watch. Just watch the hawker, uh, the the hawkers, the hawkers, the, the, the AJ Hawks. hawkers play like we should with Oscar, the Hawks, Oscar, Hawkers. Capella mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> has four points and 21 rebounds. We have the blueprint. Let's go, Cats. Wouldn't that? Be, that's a what a hilarious stat line. Four I saw that this. Rebounds. I saw Syracuse's big man's transferring. 
And I did think, like, what if Oscar's just like, hmm, 2-3 zone for my trouble. <laughs> for my trouble. But then the rebounding, though. The rebounding would take yeah, a little yeah. bit of a hit there, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. A texture, and you could also get beat and out of place defensively in a zone, too. I think a lot of – it is, like, a more fail-safe way of not letting people get exposed. But he, he, he could get lost. He could get lost in a zone, probably. A uh, texter says, are we finished with the football scramble 45-minute recap? <laughs> oh, you have to go back and listen to the podcast. Yeah, some, somebody's, somebody's mad we're, we're going long on topics and summer radio. Summer radio oh, yeah. suck it, texter. Good choice. Nobody wants a five-foot arm. <laughs> I would definitely take a five-foot arm. I wouldn't need a back scratcher anymore. Oh, oh man. man. Indiana Tim again, $170,000 would buy you a wife's scoot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You always said if you're six foot, you have a family. Well, $170,000. I do. We don't have enough time today, Scoots, but I still do want to talk why you think if you were five inches taller, why you'd have, like, kids running around and everything. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm more than welcome to have that discussion. Yeah, that's just, no. Yeah. Good to hear Spears back. Oh, he man. sounded like crap. He did sound like crap. Sounded horrible, but glad to have him back. I didn't realize that it had already been two weeks. Crazy. Indiana Tim is a chat GBT bot. Suck it, you singularity-seeking computer brain weirdo. You'll never text as well as us flesh and bones humans, jerk. <laughs> Indiana Tim taking a shot. Wow. Uh, somebody said Scoots wanted his roommate to stab him, you say? <laughs> no, I wanted him to cut off my leg. Just some, just some, you know, 18th century medical procedures in Scoots' house. Oh, man. If you want to... Whew, I listened to a podcast on the history of dentistry. Uh, it doesn't sound interesting to me. Oh, I've yeah. got I've got an idea about <laughs> how awful yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, bad stuff, bad stuff back in the day. John here. Morning, everybody. You make these mornings easy. Hey, do we have a legitimate chance to get Mbaka? Oh, John, first hour. Listen to the podcast, or no, last hour. I mean, John, uh, listen, what's the latest in the Dillingham story? We've got that checked off too. Yeah, and new ESP music is trash. Yeah. Wow. Am I watching a Star Wars movie credits or college football? It had me fooled. Got to go. Talk to you later. Well, the good text, John. We cover the things you brought up, and then I agree wholeheartedly with your ESPN music take. So, hope you have a great day, John. Take advantage of it. John's on a diet. Yep. I hope it's working well for you. Um, I admittedly uh, got off the diet last night like an idiot. Like get off of it. Who boy. No, it, it Pick just, it up after Derby. I just had, you know. It's time. I was doing good yesterday, but then it was, it was late. I had the tum- rumbly tums. I was hungry. It happens. You know? North and east of Ohio is northeast. Oh, I mean, it's not northeast. It's not northeast. Ohio and Indiana and Illinois are not Midwest. They aren't really mid or west. Kentucky oh, and Tid, Tennessee would be mid up and down, and you don't even get mid until you touch Colorado or Oklahoma. Conclusion, instead of northwest, I think Ohio and Indiana and Illinois should be referred to as godforsaken. <laughs> I wasn't sure where we were getting <laughs> I like the end there. Uh, oh, hell, that's some crappy theme music. SEC on CBS continues this fall along with Big Ten on CBS. No. SEC's not on CBS anymore, unfortunately. It's hard to say this. Scoots was right. It's high time to change these geographic labels. That's I like right. that Scoots is just like 2023. It's time to change them. <laughs> So what would you consider Virginia, Scoots? Uh, East. East Coast. East Coast Coast Elite, right? Yeah. All right. What about, what would you consider Oklahoma? Uh, Middle. (laughs) 
<laughs> Middle America. Uh, Dust Bowl. <laughs> uh, text, uh, texter says, why have we heard anything from Livingston or Collins? Oh, I jumped ahead, by the way. Oh. My B. Uh, I don't know. I do think it's interesting with the Collins. Like, why, you know, is he, maybe he's not sure what he wants to do yet. I, I think the Collins stuff is interesting. Livingston, I don't know. Sounds like the handler stuff. That Both of them are somewhat interesting. I don't have a good answer for you, Texter, unfortunately. Collins especially. A Texter says, I'm surprised that haters aren't calling it the caveman offense. Cal must change. I sent that text yesterday. You're reading it today. The context changed on what you all are discussing. Didn't know your station received messages the day after, like the Pony Express. I had to, I had to write back to him because he sent his text at 9:35 yesterday. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, if you if you send your text yeah. after the show's over, we're gonna read it the next day. <laughs> That's how it works. Second texter. So Roush wants to ban semi-automatic rifles. I don't think he. I think he I'm just not, doesn't want ignorant, easy but... easy access to. Yeah mass murder weapons yeah um but that feels like a pretty low bar but know that roush i'm not speaking on roush's behalf so you can tell me to shut up but i I don't think we are pretending to know all the answers we just want the conversation to continue to see if there are solutions to be had instead of just doing what scooch brought up the old cycle yeah i'm um i'm just uh i'm not going to be like the let me just give my hottest take ill-informed take like some people will have yes then good for you. It's usually what yeah. I do in what sports. A, what an easy thing to do. But not maybe with just... real uh, certain things, like some real world stuff. Assault weapon ban from 94 to 2004 did work. Send me a link on that. I'd love to read more about it. Heroin doesn't smoke itself. However, it's illegal. Uh, sure, but you don't have like safe heroin users where you do have safe gun users. So, again, apples and oranges Some would argue that some people uh, do. Not the true. The changes. assault weapon ban was far stricter and it expired in the 90s. Well, I think a little after the 90s. But I'd love to read more about that. Obviously, I wasn't really living through it, uh, paying attention to that stuff. 15 mass shooting, mass shooting over 10 years. Forget the guns. Relegate the hell out of magazine size and ammo. See, there's a different. There's something I'd love to yeah, hear more about. And on that, look up the definition of mass shootings. I bet most aren't publicized or done with assault rifles. I have learned the definition of mass shooting is much different. It's just any time more than one person's hit. That's a whole other thing. Is like gun deaths. Only two percent of all the gun deaths we have here in America are from mass shootings. Oh, and it's then just the other thing that's crazy too is uh, suicides account for like twenty percent of gun deaths, which is yep. which another thing. Accessibility, like it, that's an easiest way to take care of it. You know, it's we awful. We we are just a couple of thirty year olds that don't pretend to have all the answers on this stuff, but we're empathetic to people. We want to hear from people. We want to hear ideas and. We want people to talk because we'll learn more if they do. All right, we're out of time. We'll have fun tomorrow, 7 a.m. Keep the text rolling in. We get NBA games tonight. Enjoy them. No time for predictions. This is KRC. I'm Big Axe. Have a good day.